When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Play USA. Thanks to Education USA, your official source on US higher education, providing programs and resources to help you get to a US college. Search online for Education USA Australia. Welcome to another edition of Play USA, our sixth edition of the year, all thanks to Education USA Australia, going inside the journey of many Aussies who have gone down the college pathway. In this episode, we catch up with Teodora Jovic, who will be going into her senior year at Georgia Gwinnett. They finished as the number one team in the NAIA rankings after winning the NAIA national title earlier this year. My decision to go to America to play college tennis was very much driven by COVID-19 and the pandemic. Uh, I didn't go through any recruiting agencies. I didn't look into going into college when I was in 10th, 11th, year 12. I, it wasn't something that I was looking at or even discussing with my family. It was always something just in the back of my mind, but I never thought I'd actually reach out and do it. But then uh, COVID struck and a lot of us, we weren't playing tennis. Everything was being kind of shut down. We couldn't play tournaments. We couldn't travel. And it was a really stressful time for athletes. And I know for tennis players, for a lot of my friends. So I was trying to play some UTR tournaments that were being allowed across local clubs and some college coaches actually reached out to me through UTR messaging. And so I just thought, why not? I talked to my family about it, you know, let's just see what they offer. And it was mostly NAIA coaches that seemed to be kind of offering the best deals and that seemed to be most willing to work with me and my game and my goals. So it was really something that it was a best case scenario with everything that was going on in my life. And I've always been very passionate about tennis and my education. And I saw it as the best way out of what was a really scary time for all of us. And I didn't want all of my hard work over the years in tennis and being a tennis player to kind of go down the drain and to just have to put my career on hold. So that was the the best option for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking about growing up, but it's turned out to be a dream come true. I mean, during 2019, 2020, that whole COVID period, Australia was pretty much locked down. Um, you couldn't fly in. It was very difficult to fly in, but the US was opening up during that period. So I, I guess it was a perfect storm in, in that regard, going over and getting a, a college scholarship. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I tried my very best to, to vaccinate and to wear masks and to do everything and stay in lockdown. But it, it really takes a toll on you as an athlete to not be able to do what you love and to be stuck for basically a year. So that that took a toll, I think, on all athletes across Australia, across the world, really. And for me, it was about looking at my level at the moment and looking at my opportunities in tennis and having to commit to something that at the moment was was scary. I didn't have a lot of knowledge about it, but a lot of my friends and I from New South Wales kind of just said, if we want to keep playing tennis, I think this is really the only option for us. So um, I went over to America. We did 
we had to make sure everyone was vaccinated. We did tests every two weeks. When I went to nationals my first year in 2021, we had every second day we had a COVID test at 8 a.m. right before matches. So it was a very stressful, a very hectic time. But I really think that that saved my tennis being able to go to America and be a collegiate athlete. You talk about getting the best deal, the best deal that was right for you and meeting your academic and athletic goals. You hear so many juniors say, I just want to play at a division one college while neglecting the cost, what scholarships are available and many other things. But, you know, when you mention a deal that you had, what kind of things were you looking for that met those requirements for you? Well, for me, I'm very much family driven and my, my family is my biggest inspiration, my biggest support. So they were very uh, instrumental in the decision I was going to make even about going to college, but especially the college that I was going to. And I felt that with some of the those Div 1 or Div 2 schools, it, it wasn't very player driven and they were just looking for someone to in a sense, fill up the roster. It might not be the case across all schools, but it was just the vibe that my family and I were getting from some of the coaches and some of the calls. But with NAIA, I felt I have transferred schools to Georgia Gwinnett College, which is number one in the nation, but I wanted to, to come to college and to be able to make a difference and make a name for myself. And I feel like sometimes people get so lost in the Division One or Division One athlete that they kind of forget how instrumental it is to to make a name for yourself and to win titles and to be be number one in the country to be ranked and I just felt that going into some of those schools I would just be one tiny fish in, in a massive massive ocean like I wouldn't be seen and I wouldn't get the chance to really shine or develop my game how I wanted to and I'd just be kind of filling in a spot that just kept getting rotated and then I wouldn't be appreciated for the player that I am and I wouldn't really get that stage to shine but then also to get into some of those schools you do need a lot of time going through the recruiting process and as I said I hadn't gone through any agency a lot of my friends did I didn't spend one dollar on a college video or going through an agency or any of that it was really just coaches reaching out to me through UTR messaging that got the whole thing started but I feel it was the right decision for me because it gave me it gives me a stage to really shine upon and it allows me to make a name for myself instead of just my name being the school or the place that I'm in. And I hope many juniors or anybody listening to what you just said and how you answered that can really let that marinate in their head a little bit because people do over have or have over time gotten lost at those bigger schools. So, I mean, you could have probably played it at a top SEC school. You might have played maybe lower in the team, four, five or six. But as you said, you wanted to make a name for yourself. You wanted to shine at, a, at an NAIA school. I know that uh, Georgia Gwinnett is a private school, so they have fewer students. So do you feel like you get that whole family orientated aspect as well and how does the relationship that you have with your tennis coach coach uh, Hannah Keeling and also your professors change in a smaller environment uh, I, I feel my my major is English writing and rhetoric and in my previous college I was uh, doing media communications as well I feel that it it is really important to feel like you actually are 
as I said before, someone that's being heard and appreciated and that you're in a space with people who can actually see you. And I feel like in the conversations I've had with some of my friends, they're in a classroom with what essentially feels like a, a football field, a stage with 200 other students and they don't even feel like they can put their hand up and ask questions. Uh, in, in my college, I really love the family aspect of it and I love that I have a close-knit team and a great relationship with Coach Hannah. Uh, she's, a, she's a really awesome, awesome coach and she's done a great job of kind of taking over what's been a very well-established team. And uh, she, she's been my only coach here at Georgia Gwinnett College, but I feel like she's done a great job of blending the women's and the men's tennis team together to have a really close-knit family environment with, with everything we've gone through this semester, but also through an education standpoint, having a relationship with your, with your professors in, in a way where you feel seen and heard and that you can ask questions and they can provide feedback. It's really great not having these massive classrooms where it's really difficult to learn and having a maximum of maybe 20 students has been really instrumental in me keeping a really great GPA and being proud of my schoolwork and, and being proud of the environment that I'm in. And Georgia Gwinnett is such a high level school. When I was at Bellhaven back in 2014, 2015, they were just starting off as a program and everyone overlooked Georgia Gwinnett, but then they won their first national title as their first year as a, as a program. And from, from memory, it wasn't that long ago. I just remember how good everyone was. The standard was so good we had there were players coming off the futures and challenger tour they were 25 26 i was 21 and they wanted to come to the us and and get a degree so when you speak to people and they ask you what the standard is like what do you tell them i really just say it's incredibly professional every single player on the women's on the men's side is an incredible tennis player it's a very high level of tennis and that's why we've achieved the success we have because of the level of everyone and also the level that our coaches push us to be at and I feel like people as I said before get very lost in the division one or NCAA that they overlook the standard that these other divisions are getting to and you said 20, 25, 26-year-olds coming off futures, coming off the WTA tour, the rules are a little different. So I'm playing some former professional players that have been on tour and I'm getting those experiences that I might never have gotten at a Division One school. So for me, it's I've been very proud to come to a school that has the status that Georgia Gwinnett has and to be able to win nationals at this school and be in the number one position. It's something I'm very proud of and it keeps me and my tennis keeps me very motivated to play at a high level. But honestly, our school has been beating division one schools for, for years. The level is, it's really insane. And if you look at the, our results also outside of our season, you can, you can just see that it really is a very high standard of tennis. And college tennis is getting stronger and stronger across all the five divisions from D2, D3, NAIA, and even community colleges. And I spoke to the, um, the chief operating officer, David Mullins, about the prospect of allowing D2 and NAIA players to get the accelerator spots into professional events after they graduate, just like they have in, in Division One. Obviously, they don't have that yet, but over time, you know, maybe that could be a possibility for you know, even players like yourself 
who can get wild cards if you were to keep playing onto the WTA tour. And he mentioned the ITA Cup, and that's where they get the top players from all the divisions into one tournament draw. Now, you guys played that back in the fall in October. Just give us a, a glimpse of that tournament space. I think it's an incredible opportunity, and it's an opportunity that all of us across all divisions deserve to have a light shone upon us because the the level of tennis in college it's growing by the minute and people are really understanding how great of an opportunity it is to come to college and have that professional aspect while also maintaining your education but realizing that it's a professional league all these divisions every single athlete that steps onto the court it's a professional athlete and I think it's really important to have events such as the ITA Cup to really showcase the the talent and the level of all the players across all these divisions that deserve to have a spot there. Uh, I, when I played the ITA Cup for NAAA last year, I came in a third place. I got to the semifinals, which was incredible. It was a great experience because I feel like every year, I'm going one step forward uh, in 2021 at nationals. I was in the quarterfinals and then last year in the semis, I just feel like my game is getting better and better throughout all this, these seasons of play and transferring to GGC. I'm hoping it's only going to rise my level to a whole new standard, but I really do think it's important that these pathways are put in place for collegiate players because With many people that I speak to, they feel as if when you go to college and you graduate, that's kind of the end of your career, where we're seeing players such as um, Danielle Collins and um, guys coming through on the ATP tour. We really see that college tennis is a pathway, but those tournaments need to be put in place for everyone to have those wildcards, to have those opportunities to to kind of get a step into the professional field because obviously as we're playing collegiate tennis, there's there's limits to the tournaments that we can play and the opportunities that we do have in getting ranking points. So those tournaments need to be there for us to be able to take that next step after college tennis, but also to kind of show the world that it's not the end of the road if you go to college tennis or if you want to go to uni, that you have pathways and opportunities to really move forward and I see the Australian pathway after college being a very positive thing that I would be very much looking into playing and starting to go into the WTA tour and you see players Australian players Alan Perez who played at Georgia um, Astra Sharma at, at Vanderbilt and you said you know Daniel Collins as well do you think more female athletes will transition uh, to the WTA tour after they graduate? Because, I mean, for the for the men's side, you, you, if you scroll down and look at the French Open draw, even the Wimbledon draw to come, you know, that player went to college, that player went to college. Do you think we're going to see that more on the women's side? I definitely, I'm very confident that we will see that more on the women's side, especially since we're seeing tennis is developing to becoming a more mature sport and it's not really people in their teenage years excelling and winning slams anymore. It's uh, mature players that have had time to progress and to develop their bodies and their minds to becoming professional players. And I feel that for women, college gives you the space to have professional coaches and to have that experience of playing really quality players day in, day out. And it does prepare you and give you the time to fully develop as a player before going onto the tour. And I see 
uh, female players and coaches appreciating that much more in, in giving females the time and space to really grow also as a person and to have that life experience before going on to the tour. I feel like that will be instrumental in keeping the long the longevity of athletes on the tour and just giving that space for for athletes to fully develop and to have experiences before going into that full pressure spotlight of the WTA tour and Grand Slam tennis. And there's a small you're in a small team, seven players. You have another Australian, Cassidy Mattia from from Brisbane. So do you feel like from a team perspective, having a, a, f- a fellow country woman on your team sort of drives you a little bit more, gives you that more more motivation compared to if you were doing that on your own, playing UTRs, playing the ITFs, qualifying for WTAs? Yeah, obviously having having girls around you that are all equally motivated and inspired to play and that you're in a team with it. It inspires and motivates you to keep that level and to keep bettering yourself because obviously we all want to be, we, we all want to be the, the best and we all want to have the opportunity to play. And not only are we very close knit on the court to excel in our matches and to show that team spirit, but we also all want to better ourselves and make sure that we're at the level or better of the people around us. And um, yeah, Kat Cassidy was really great and instrumental in our team winning nationals. She's a, which is unfortunate for us, but she's a transferring to another college, but it was really great to have, especially women around me that all have the same goal and that are all aspiring for the same thing. And we are in it together, but we all push each other to greater lengths. And that makes you better as a player where if you are to be kind of on tour and struggling and being alone all the time, I would say it gets very lonely and you lose motivation, you lose drive. You don't have those people around you where I feel that I'm still very young. I'm 20 years old and having people around me that are a little bit older that I've had different experiences in tennis. It's driving me to be a better player and to be consistent at that level and just prove myself and prove to myself that, I can play at a very high level day in, day out. And just training and competing with with these people, it just makes you a better player at the end of the day. And you guys were 21 and 1 for the season, 14 and 0 at home. You're on a 17-match win streak. I mean, you're playing so many matches within such a short period of time. And and all the matches are scheduled for you as well, aren't they? I mean, you don't have to worry about losing. You're not yeah. going from city to city and you're mm-hmm. taking care of academics as well do you feel like playing that many matches in that short time frame rapidly progresses your development yeah because essentially the fall it's a lot calmer you only have the individual regionals and national events during the spring it's very full-on and we have some time to prepare and keep keep our bodies in shape but when you're playing that many matches it forces you to be at a certain level and it forces you to make sure that you're mentally and physically prepared for each match, as you said, they're scheduled for you. The time is set, the place is set. We travel all together as a team. There's not a lot of worry on your side apart from keeping up with academics and making sure I always make sure I organize my time that I'm a little bit ahead or a couple of weeks ahead and that all my professors know my schedule with matches. But essentially, I think the best way to improve your game is through match play and being able to have that side of, competitive training and also competitive matches 
almost every weekend, pretty much every week. It's it's really helped push me to that level. And whether you whether you like it or not, in, in a sense, in a positive light, you're going to get better and you're going to have to push yourself to a whole new level to be able to keep up with everyone else. We always talk about the financial pressures of playing on the ITF to uh, the travel pressures as well. But I'm sure that there's also pressures in a different way playing at college. And I, I, I came to those pressures as well, as well, and it made me become a better player. What aspects of the pressure environments do you find um, that you've been exposed to at college compared to playing individual tournaments? Well, as you say, the financial aspect is something that every tennis player worries about. And even being in college, being on a scholarship where your tennis is playing for your, paying for your academics, a big part of my decision to come here was essentially how high the cost is of university. And knowing that I have a skill that can essentially pay for it was very instrumental in me coming here. But you also have just the, the pressures of day-to-day living where I feel that Australia is the most beautiful place on earth to live, but it is so far and it's very expensive to go back home. So you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of international students, not only Australians working a job as well as the education and the tennis aspect and thinking about my, my parents and my family are very supportive, but I'm at that age where I want to be independent and where I want to be able to take care of myself in that sense. I want to be able to to pay for those tickets home and for anything that I need here. And obviously we have to we have to worry about how we're feeding ourselves, what we're doing here, the the clothes, the equipment that we need. It's it's a whole different level of of pressure knowing that when I was I essentially graduated high school and a couple of weeks later I was in America so I kind of threw myself into that whole world of being very independent and very isolated I call home pretty much every day and I'm always in contact with my parents and my sister but I get homesick very often uh, America is a completely different uh, climate in every single sense than to back home and you miss your family you miss your friends you miss what's natural to you where you grew up I miss the beach every single day forces you to mature a lot. And I see that in different uh, adults, my age in different uh, women and men that are kind of entering adulthood. I feel a great maturity and a great independence. And just knowing that I've been able to juggle so many things and to be successful in it. I have a great sense of pride in that. And I feel like I've gotten so many skills for life and so many lessons for life and experiences from being here at college that I've really pushed myself to to a new level of maturity that I think will get me very far in whatever career or whatever life path I choose after this. And moving to a big city like Atlanta, you basically in northeast, you're in the suburbs. Do you feel like being in a bigger city helped with that homesickness at all? Because I mean, many colleges are in small towns with a population of less than 15,000, but Atlanta is one of the biggest cities in the southeastern United States. So did that play a role? Did the environment of your college play any role in that decision-making? Well, my, my first college before I transferred to GGC, it was in a very tiny town and there was very little to do. And especially in the fall, everyone would be homesick. Everyone would sort of be suffering from, from loneliness and not only boredom, but just being in, in a place where you don't feel kind of like you're growing when there's nothing to do and there's no matches to play being uh, immersed in 
in a much more populated school and a much more populated town and being close to the city, I, I do feel like it's definitely helped. I feel like there are so many things to do to kind of take my mind off tennis and school sometimes when I'm free, but also having uh, events such as UTR pro events has, has been amazing because I didn't have that in my first school and having access to that and different players. And you just, I feel coming from, I'm from the central coast, very close to Sydney. I was almost every single day I was in Sydney training, being in more of a city environment has definitely helped with that. And I feel a lot more at home here, but no, nothing can really beat home for me ever. But I do feel like I found my place in my home here at TGC and being in a place that's very populated and very rich in diverse cultures has definitely helped with that. And, and just before we wrap up, just give us an idea of what your academic and athletic workload is like, what your schedule is like on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. So this past semester, it was very full on because it, it was our spring season. So I'll give you a, a basic uh, Monday day for me was I had an 8 a.m. class, which would go to, to 10 a.m. So that's two hours of being on the computer, being in class, obviously focused, uh, taking notes, studying all throughout that time. Then I'd have an hour break and I'd have another class from 11 to 12.15 and so usually either then I would go to the cafeteria or I would eat a packed lunch and my boyfriend and I would bike ride to the tennis center, which a training starts at one and it goes to about three, three thirty. And that's very high intense training. Usually uh, some days we do fitness after that. So it'll either be in the gym or it'll include running around the neighborhood. We'll have something planned and Sometimes I would uh, either work with some of like the local kids, just uh, having some extra, extra practice. Um, and then typically bike ride home or catch a ride with someone home back to our apartments. And then I would usually either study for one to two hours more after dinner, depending on my workload for the week. If we have a match that weekend, I'll try to get extra studying in, get all my online tests done. I'm an English major, so I have a lot of papers to write. And then foam rolling, stretching, and getting ready to wind down for bed. So it is pretty hectic. It is pretty full on, especially in the spring. But you learn to organize your time very, very well as a collegiate athlete and Everything has to have a space and everything has to have a time, including extra fitness that you want to do on your own. If I don't have a busy night or I've done my studying, I'll go to the gym for about an hour, hour and a half and do my stretching there too. It's it's very much about organizing yourself on a day-to-day basis. You can't really do it too far ahead because things will always arise, a pop quiz or a new test that week. You can't plan everything that far in advance, but you can give yourself period of the day where you're organized. This hour is for this. This hour is for that. Now I rest. You just have to be very organized and very motivated. And sometimes you can lose that motivation, but having goals such as what was my entire team's massive goal was to win nationals and having those goals of having an incredible season, an incredible record, keeping that record alive 
it pushes you and it motivates you in both senses, in academics and in sport. And also having a lot of support from your professors and your peers, always asking you how the tennis is going, what events you have, coming to home games and cheering you on. It also gives you a lot of motivation and pride to represent them as well, as many of them don't don't really play, have the opportunity to play a sport at the school. They just study, but they always make sure to come out and support all the teams and wear the merch. It just gives you a sense of pride being in that environment, which I've really loved. And, and what you've just described reminds me of so much of when I was a student at, at Bellhaven, you know, Georgia Gwinnett and Bellhaven are both private universities, um, small student populations. And, you know, the, the professors take an interest in, in what you do and it's very family and community mm. orientated as well, let alone, you know, you, you, you're just so busy. It's, like, it's almost as if you don't, sleep that we will be following you on your journey next year with the first serve on our college segment and through all of our social media channels as well so thank you so much Tio, for giving up the time and we look forward to catching up with you in the future thank you so much for having me it's been a great opportunity and i really look forward to collaborating further with you guys in the future thank you to teodora for coming on our latest edition of play usa she's the first naia student athlete we've had on our podcast So many great insights into college life, playing at an NAIA school. Tennis is a top five sport for Australian student athletes studying at US colleges and universities. The United States college system is a great fit for students who want to play their sport at a competitive level while studying for a degree. And Education USA can help you as you explore these options. Education USA is your official source on US higher education. In Australia, there are three offices located at US consulates in Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. With over 4,000 US colleges and universities to choose from, there'll be one that meets your academic and athletic profile. Education USA provides programs and resources to help you get to a US college. Connect by searching online for Education USA Australia. That's a wrap for this episode. We look forward to bringing you uh, our August edition, episode seven at the start of next month. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and subscribe to our YouTube channel.